Welcome to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson, and I'm joined by MNN's Bill Werner, Tasha Radel, and Mike Grimm. We're going to delve into what's going on in the North Star State. If it matters in Minnesota, we've got it covered. This week, we check in for an update with the Minnesota Propane Association and Minnesota American Legion Baseball becomes a casualty of COVID-19. But first... Republicans turned up pressure on Governor Tim Walz this week to allow Minnesota businesses to reopen, even as the COVID-19 pandemic deepened. MNN's Bill Werner joins us with an update. But four Democrats joined Republicans in the state Senate this week to pass a bill designed to override the governor's order and allow businesses with COVID-19 preparedness plans to reopen. Anoka Senator Jim Abler contends businesses are unnecessarily suffering. These places are, are languishing. They are expiring. Every day in everyone's district, someone is losing another business to never open. Minneapolis Democrat Bobby Joe Champion responded he wants businesses up and thriving, but also wants the public to be healthy. I don't want those businesses to open before it's time and then put the workers at risk, the owners at risk, their families at risk. But House Republican Minority Leader Kurt Dowd said... We've now reached the point where the recovery is going to be much worse than the actual uh, virus itself. And, and I don't know if uh, you know many, many, many small businesses across the state will survive this. The governor announced midweek that retail stores and other Main Street businesses in Minnesota can reopen on Monday if they have a social distancing plan, and if they operate at 50% occupancy. The governor said small businesses are critical to Minnesota's social and economic fabric. I recognize how hard this pandemic has fallen on them, and I hope this action charts a safe and prosperous path forward. And the governor announced he is also allowing his stay-at-home order to expire on Monday, but a replacement order urges Minnesotans... Stay close to home, limit travel to what's essential... But we can now gather with friends and family of groups of less than 10. And the governor said his administration is preparing guidance on how to safely reopen bars, restaurants, barbershops, salons, and fitness centers beginning June 1st. This will coincide with a significant increase in testing, tracing, and isolating the virus in the state. But the governor also indicated with this relaxing of some restrictions, Minnesotans must now redouble their COVID safety efforts. We are still in the heart of this pandemic. And this can go in a bad direction very quickly. We must keep this virus at a simmer and not a boil. The governor said a month ago, Minnesota got an A for social distancing, but last week, the grade was D. It's not acceptable. Minnesotans, we pride ourselves in our exceptionalism. We love to be the best at things. And one of those things that we are the best at is looking out for our neighbors. We can, must, and will do better. Praise for the governor's action from business leaders and Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said. Moving in the right direction. This is really good news. I'm glad that he listened to us. I feel like we led the way in some of that. And now it's up to us, you and me, that we get out there. We practice safe distancing. Businesses are going to do it. I have every confidence that we're going to be able to do this and move forward in this time of this virus. We're going to overcome it. Minnesota's back on track. Republican U.S. Senate candidate Jason Lewis said he believes most Minnesotans in the early days of the shutdown were on board with the governor's stated goal of flattening the COVID curve and building up health care capacity. At that point, I think there was great concern over this. Now I think it's shifted. 
think it's absolutely shifted. They've moved from, okay, I'm concerned, I'm really concerned about this, to, okay, what do we do to live with this? Minnesota Nurses Association, though, this week said it has reservations about the governor lifting his stay-at-home order when they say hospitals continue rationing personal protective equipment and new supply lines have not appeared in the state's warehouses. The governor responds he hears nurses' concerns. I can assure them and assure Minnesotans that if we hit some of those gates that show that we're, we're turning from, uh, from green and yellow to getting to orange to red, uh, we're going to turn it down. The governor is strongly encouraging Minnesotans at greatest risk, including the elderly and those with medical conditions, to continue sheltering at home. For those of you who are asking to continue to self-isolate, we are committed to keeping you connected to the services, food, support, and companionship that you will need to stay well. The governor's order does not reopen campgrounds, but he says it does allow remote camping. So we start to think boundary waters, those types of things. And then we're now looking with those experts. And I have to tell you, some of them have put together some really great plans, showed us how they might be able to, uh, you know, to get youth tennis camp going. The governor says efforts are ongoing to try to resume those kinds of activities. And Walls says malls will reopen. We're going to have to deal with the common areas, but these are retail stores. We certainly don't want people hanging out in the food court and doing things. Meanwhile, packed bars reported in some parts of neighboring Wisconsin. After that state Supreme Court this week ruled Governor Tony Evers' safer-at-home order is invalid. Governor Walls has set a goal of June 1st to reopen bars and restaurants in Minnesota. And State Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm was asked... Could that result in crowded bars here, too? Well, you know, I, I think the governor could not have been more clear that if this is going to work, we're going to have to do this in a really careful and intentional way to keep social distancing and to and to keep those protections in place. COVID testing ramped up significantly this week in Minnesota, but it is still short of the 20,000 per day level that state officials promised. They say some of the state's COVID testing capacity is going unused. Officials say they're not sure why, but that it's not likely that they would open up COVID tests to everyone instead of just to those with symptoms. Health Commissioner Malcolm. If just anybody that wants a test comes to get a test, it's frankly not going to tell you much. Even if it's a great test, you can test negative one day and positive the next. Minnesota National Guard medics were deployed this week to perform nasal swab COVID tests as the state ramped up testing at long-term care facilities. Health Department's Chris Ayersman says the overall plan is to test all staff and residents at facilities with one or more cases of COVID. Once we've gone through the facilities that have had a case, we wanted to start there, then certainly, yes, we will be testing even more broadly. And with retail stores preparing to reopen as soon as Monday under the governor's relaxed COVID-19 orders, how is Minnesota doing on preparations for the coming COVID-19 peak? Health Commissioner Malcolm says as far as ICU beds and ventilators... On both of those measures, uh, we are still looking uh, very much to be on plan. Commissioner Malcolm says they continue working really hard to further bolster supplies of personal protective equipment. Don't for a minute uh, mean to suggest that we're standing down or standing pat on preparations. All of that work continues. Scott? Thank you, Bill. Minnesota Matters returns after this. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. I know the past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and disruptive. We're facing an unprecedented challenge in the COVID-19 virus. I want you to know that the state of Minnesota is putting every resource into this fight. We're being thoughtful and collaborative both inside and outside of government to keep Minnesotans safe. What I need from each of you is, is continue to do what you've been doing so well. Stay home when you can, especially when you're sick. Follow those rules. Wash your hands. 
cover your cough, don't touch your face. They're not just things to repeat, they actually save lives. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website and use the hashtag StayHomeMN. Minnesotans, we've been through challenging times before. This will press us, but we will get through it. We'll do it by the basic decency, about caring for our neighbors and following the rules that keep us all safe. We'll get through this together, Minnesota, and come out stronger on the other side. Thanks for your cooperation. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. I'm Scott Peterson. The propane industry is essential to many of us across the state. I recently caught up with Minnesota Propane Association Executive Director Dave Wager about why the industry matters and how it's coping amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, it hasn't had a significant impact on our industry. Uh, When the COVID-19 situation really got serious, uh, by and large, our uh, delivery period uh, for the season was winding down. We do most of our work as far as delivering propane in the cold months. So in terms of how essential propane is to Minnesota, give me a sense of why it's important for Minnesotans, particularly in uh, rural parts of Minnesota. Well, propane in Minnesota is important in rural Minnesota because propane is always on no matter what. It's a resilient fuel. Uh, if there's, uh, It's used directly on site, so it doesn't need to be produced somewhere else and sent to rural Minnesota. It, it's, it's being used. If the power's off, propane is there and it's available. Uh, it's a low-cost, clean energy um, that is portable and can be used anywhere in the state. You talked a little bit about how we sort of passed the the peak time of of propane season in some regard, but I'm wondering if there's still an impact that propane has on Minnesota, even out of peak season, and what that impact might be. Well, yes, it does. Just if you go back to your your earlier question about COVID-19, many of the uh, drive-through testing sites required heat when this began back in March, and all of those sites were heated by propane. And in terms of the uh, environmental impact that propane has versus other kinds of energy, uh, it's helpful to the environment. Am I right about that? Yes, it is. Propane is a very low-carbon fuel. Uh, it is a, a EPA-certified clean energy source. Uh, it's non-polluting. It cannot pollute the air. It cannot pollute groundwater. It cannot pollute uh, soil. Uh, and as, as an example, natural gas is a clean energy source, but natural gas has methane in it. Uh, propane does not. And for the folks that um, work in propane and uh, are part of that particular industry, I'm wondering, uh, since we're past kind of the, the peak time, uh, is there something that those folks are still doing this time of year to, uh, to keep things going? Yes, of course, uh, after the delivery season, now they have to do all their maintenance work. They have to go out and do safety inspections. They have to uh, uh, set propane tanks. They have to install underground service lines, uh, uh, install regulators, things like that. So they are interacting with their customers on a regular basis. And, of course, now they have to use proper social distancing and additional safety measures that obviously nobody had to use in the past. 
And in terms of what folks in the propane industry are gearing up for next, um, has that changed in any way as a result of COVID-19? I mean, do you, do you expect propane use to increase uh, next year as a result of what's been happening now? Well, propane consumption just in the last period here has gone up some just because more people are at home instead of at work. Uh, children are at home instead of at school, so they're using a you know, if they turn the thermostat down during the day, they're not doing that now. Uh, they're using more hot water because, again, they're at home all day. They're doing more laundry, things like that. And if folks are hearing this and they're curious about that particular type of energy, uh, where can they find out more about propane in Minnesota? The best option to get information is to go to our website, uh, Discover Propane MN. You can get all the information you need to know about propane in Minnesota uh, and how to contact and find dealers, what type of equipment you can purchase. Uh, Everything is on that website. And tell me a little bit about the rebates that might be available because I think that that's something that folks might want to know about. Yes, the Minnesota Propane Association offers rebates for the installation of uh, water heaters, furnaces, uh, and uh, garage-type heaters. Thank you to my guest, Executive Director of the Minnesota Propane Association, Dave Wager. Minnesota Matters returns after this. back to Minnesota Matters. For the first time since 1923, the Minnesota Summers will be missing American Legion baseball. Many factors went into the decision to cancel the season, including the COVID-19 pandemic. The director of Minnesota American Legion baseball is Randy Schaub of Danube. He spoke with MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm about the cancellation of the season. The decision has been just devastating for us to make, which it's not anything that any of the, the board as members wanted to do, and uh, we've been trying to make contingency plans to somehow figure out how we're going to have a season, but uh, we kind of had our hands tied by what the national told us that they were no longer going to sponsor or us. And what was, uh, in terms of the national, in, ter- in terms of the support for them, that was vital in, in, in having a season, correct? Yes, because they do all our, they provide all the insurance, they uh, all our registration and everything that we do administratively works through the national uh, database that they have. So what they were telling us is, yeah, you can have a season, but you can't. As a state, they told the state, you can have a season, but you can't uh, use any of our stuff. Uh, It would have been nice if they would have just came to that conclusion a few weeks ago when you decided to uh, cancel uh, the regionals and the national tournament. From that standpoint, then, um, how uh, so that was clearly a factor. How much, too, in terms of this decision... Were you trying to follow and get guidance from maybe state leaders and health uh, experts in terms of could you have played a season potentially given a few more weeks of study and and data gathering and that kind of stuff? Oh, 
while we really wanted to do that, and we had put plans together to send to the governor um, uh, until this came down, that that really pulled everything from underneath us. I, uh, it, it's one of those situations where uh, nobody really wants to be the bad guy and says, I canceled the season. So it's kind of pushed down, the national pushed it down to the state executive board and and because we operate somewhat independently from from the Legion board, uh, executive board, they pushed it down to us. And uh, we're, we're telling you that we're not going to sponsor uh, anything with Legion baseball. And so now you have no insurance. You have uh, uh, no means of, no rules. It's I equate it to a... To being like a uh, owning a franchise to a food uh, national food chain, and them coming in and taking their sign in the inventory and just saying, "Hey, yeah, you're on your own." It, it, it's really kind of a blindsided deal. Um, what what how how uh, hard has this been in terms of um, obviously your passion is baseball your passion is American Legion um, having to deliver this message and I know you guys had a uh, you know a, a statewide meeting virtually and I'm sure there were some emotions involved in that what what has that part of it been all like for you and and the other leadership members uh, statewide I can safely say that as a board from throughout our whole uh, membership on our board, we're devastated. This was the last thing that we ever wanted to do. We've been trying to hold out with the hopes of, of conducting a season. It's so hard to, to come to this. It, it's gut-wrenching. And I'm a high school coach as well as this position, and I've already had to tell my seniors that they weren't going to play from high school season. And that was bad enough because I was now in a leadership position. I have to tell them again that they're not going to have a Legion season. It's terrible. And certainly in Minnesota where Legion ball is as big, maybe in Minnesota as it is in any state in the country, right? I mean, in terms of the summer season and and everything else. Well, as far as teams registered, we've been number one for a long time. And, uh, being my first year, we were really hoping and to grow the program and to have a turnaround and and then to suffer through this is just it's beyond imaginable. I I just but that that goes with with how a lot of people feel. I mean, I know I I feel bad, but I know that a lot of people feel bad for a lot of different things, and, and I can understand it. It's just terrible nightmare that never goes away. Yeah, and, and 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 then the other question is, what do you think? And maybe maybe it's too soon to. It probably is too soon, but can this? What what kind of long term impact can this have? I mean, there's got to be some bitterness toward the national folk, and then on top of that, I know in baseball, there's look, there's a growing club baseball scene out there that some would consider a co- competition to to Legion ball in the summer. What what can a decision like this, if any, or maybe it's too early to know, might have long term on American Legion baseball in Minnesota? Nothing good, in my opinion. Uh, and I, you know, the the kids and their parents are going to gravitate to where they can play. And and it's hard to be angry with them making that kind of decision. I just hope that uh, we can come back next year strong and, 
and with you know depending on what happens with the virus but we need to uh, sell our product again and and selling it is going to be a lot more difficult i i don't think there's any doubt about it and uh so you know parents and and uh and young baseball players are going to do what they need to do to play and i don't blame them that's Mike Grimm with Randy Schaub, who's also the Varsity High School baseball coach at Renville West High School. Part two of the interview is up next on Minnesota Matters. Hi, Minnesota Governor Tim Walls here. I know the past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and disruptive. We're facing an unprecedented challenge in the COVID-19 virus. I want you to know that the state of Minnesota is putting every resource into this fight. We're being thoughtful and collaborative both inside and outside of government to keep Minnesotans safe. What I need from each of you is, is continue to do what you've been doing so well. Stay home when you can, especially when you're sick. Follow those rules, wash your hands, cover your cough, don't touch your face. They're not just things to repeat, they actually save lives. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website and use the hashtag StayHomeMN. Minnesotans, we've been through challenging times before. This will press us, but we will get through it. We'll do it by the basic decency, about caring for our neighbors and following the rules that keep us all safe. We'll get through this together, Minnesota, and come out stronger on the other side. Thanks for your cooperation. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm continues with part two of his conversation with the director of Minnesota American Legion Baseball, where more than 350 teams were scheduled to play statewide this summer. That season was canceled based in part on a lack of support from the National American Legion Baseball Board in light of the coronavirus pandemic. Do you think if the national uh, committee had not uh, axed the season, let's say that they said that each state can, you know, will offer support to each state that wants to play, are you are you under the belief that the health situation would have been okay and that state leadership would have allowed you to play this summer had it not been for this national decision? That's a loaded question and a good one. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I I can't say for sure. I, I can only say that we were prepared as a board to hold on as long as we could. Had it been different circumstances, we would have waited until basically uh, we ran out of time where, where the governor and the task force told us, you know, uh, we're not going to allow it in a reasonable amount of time and now you're going to affect what might happen in the fall. And and then I'm sure we would have come to that kind of decision at that point. But it certainly was pushed upon us um, by national, and that in and there's always going to be a scapegoat in this, and and who's the bad guy? And and uh, frankly, if that points towards me, I guess that's what it is. Well, like you, like you, like we mentioned, even at the start, a lot of this obviously is out of your control. You mentioned your seniors. Um, what, what, what's the message for them? Not just for your seniors, but for those around the state. Um, obviously, it's a it's a heartbreaking situation for them. A lot of these kids have poured their life since they're two or three years old into baseball. Well, I've tried very hard to envision myself under similar circumstances. I had an injury my my senior year where I missed uh, a good portion of the year due to it, but at least I got to be with my friends and my teammates. I mean, even though I couldn't play, so 
I have, I understand a little bit about that, but I can't imagine how they feel. I just can't. It's, it's just mind boggling to me. And to say that there's some silver lining at this point to them, I can't say that because nobody's ever had to experience this. And, you know, that we care about them and think about them is one thing. But I wish we could do a lot more. Yeah, you know, you may, you bring a good point. Even if you missed a season with injury, you're still on those bus rides. You're still in the dugout. Your best friend might have got the game-winning hit. You can share those joys, uh, even if you're not specifically playing. But when everyone's stuck in their basement and they can't spend any time around their teammates unless it's watching them on a uh, you know, a video game or watching them on a on a virtual meeting that 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 does bring into a different context what what is happening with these young people right now. Well, and I don't think as an adult we can possibly really understand what it's like. You know, we we empathize with how those situations are, and we can say that yeah, we we feel for you, but the truth is we're not in their shoes. I can't imagine what it's like to be in their shoes. I don't know how they would think uh, for sure because, again, I've never been in those. So I, it's it's a tragedy as far as sports goes. It's a tragedy for these young people, and uh, I feel terribly bad for them. I, I If they feel like they've been robbed, I don't blame them because that's exactly how I would feel if I was in your shoes. I, I guess I would just like people to know that our board worked extremely hard throughout this process to to try to have a season. I, you know, and you can just say those can be said in words. Yeah, we worked hard, but I can really say emphatically that we worked really, really hard. And this decision was excruciating for all all the members of our board, all fourteen. It, it made us sick and. And to have to tell our young people, and it's not just seniors, but all of them, that we're denying you an opportunity to play American Legion baseball, it's just beyond words, frankly. And that's not just necessarily the people that support. I understand the people that are, are, that are mad as hornets. I, I don't blame them. Yeah. I would feel probably the same way that they do. We we really, you know, after the high school season was canceled, and I'm really close with with the high school baseball coaches association and and its leadership, and and uh, we really wanted to come through for for the high school coaches too, because we're we're pretty bonded, to be honest, and. And certainly I am being still being a high school coach and 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 to to fail is just like surrendering into war. It's just, it's just so bad. I just I can't tell you how bad it feels. I mean I I can say something, but I just the feeling in my heart and my soul is just terrible. Yeah, I, I understand. You just feel like you let everybody that you think uh, that you appreciate, you feel like you let them down. That's MNN Sports Director Mike Grimm and the Director of American Legion Baseball in Minnesota, Randy Schaub, on the tough, heart-wrenching decision to shutter the summer season. For the first time in 96 years, there will be no American Legion Baseball in the land of 10,000 lakes. 
That's going to do it for us for this week. Thank you for listening. Please stay safe and healthy and tune in again next week for Minnesota Matters on this MNN station.